Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. And we'll be doing things just like that. In fact, we'll be taking a vintage car ride through the French Riviera this summer. And we'll be truffle hunting in Florence in the fall, to name just a few of the experiences so that I can give you a feel for it. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, I am in transition. Murgatroyd, how the hell are you? You got to be careful with that because I did a post about talking about transition and how it's like the hardest part of life and giving birth and how I like I I was my goal was to liken transition in life to transition in birthing a baby but really just everyone thought I was pregnant okay but that's not true right oh hell to the no okay well really 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 good news for Rob Murgatroyd today um (laughs) what are we talking about first of all set the stage where are we people uh People seem to like the uh, the ambient theater of Italy podcast that we did last week, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, reproduce that. It's uh, so much more inspiring, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So we're sitting at our favorite cafe uh, in a little side street near the Mercado. You wanna give them a plug? Uh, did we decide how it's said? Cibreo, C I B R E O. Google go. Cibreo. He, the guy who owns this was just on. Uh, <laughs> A friend of ours, um, Netflix show. Somebody oh, let me pick Phil. up. Let me pick up that. Oh, sorry, just uh, his name's Phil Rosenthal, and uh, it was. Didn't you do a podcast with Phil? Uh, okay, all right. Um, enough. Uh, enough of the name dropping. Did so you? Let's, uh, did you want to drop that one more time? No, okay. I, I dropped it enough. All right. So, so uh, what are we talking about? Today? So we're we're talking about transition because you know we're we're less than thirty days away from moving from this beautiful Italia life to Southern California. And, you know, it's interesting because all of these things are coming up in this transitioning process. Like we've kind of made a life here and we've enjoyed what we have here. Um, We have 
aspects of our life, like our morning walks that we want to continue and bring back with us. And, you know, we're moving to this new area in Southern California where it's hella more expensive. Fun fact, it's um, half the cost of living here in Italy that it will be in California. And we have to put Sophia in school and there's, you know, new friendships that are going to be made and new, new neighborhoods and new this and new that. We have to actually get like a legit rental lease, you know, and not just Airbnb and vagabond our way around. So, you know, we've lived in Atlanta for 450 years and now, you know, we're, it's, it's a whole new stage, but to get to California, we have to really raise the level, right? That we're working and, and living at and everything. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the, oh, grazie mille. Uh, doppio. Yes. Doppio. Per me. Grazie mille. Um, I, there is Our coffee just arrived. There is a, um, I think there's a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't, I don't know exactly what the word is, but you, you can weather a transition way better than I can. Um, I feel like I have toughened up. Well, I birthed the baby. I, I guess so. Well, no, let me talk about that for a second because it's, it's the same, right? So when you're pregnant, you're really excited. You're like rubbing the belly and it's, oh my God, I can't wait to meet this little munchkin and all of these amazing, you know, perfect ideas and, and thoughts. And, you know, in your head, it's painless, this beautiful, clean looking munchkin that's just cute and chubby gets put in your arms and it's like perfection and life goes on. But then you go into labor and that shit's hard as hell. And, you know, I, remember, I, it wasn't easy for me. Oh my God. Don't, <laughs> don't get smacked. Um, I birthed Sophia natural in a tub, like a crazy person. Um, but I will never change that experience. And, you know, you go in and it starts to get hard and it gets harder and it gets harder. And then you hit the point of transition and transition is the point where you basically go, you have two options. You quit, which in birth is not really possible because something, you know, is coming. Mm-hmm. Or you can breathe through it, uh, be grateful, and just lean into the pain of it, lean into the hell of it, and know that once that's over, it's going to be beautiful on the other side. And that's the same for me for life, by the way. is And that's why I liken it to the same transition in life. Like right now, we have had this image in our heads of this Southern California, you know, we're walking Gia along the beach. Gia's our dog. Sophia's an amazing school and we're frolicking and it's always sunny and it's all perfect. I hope it's the dog because who else would be be walking? Yeah, that would be weird. So, you know, we have this like image, right? We've romanticized what this is going to be. But now it's starting to get hard. You know, we're doing calls with um, potential landlords and they're like, now what is this work hard, play hard business you have? I don't need you to be having all these parties in the house. Are you going to have like champagne spraying? What's happening? That was a really, it was a really interesting thing. So to set that up um, and and what we're doing is we're, we're trying to give you as much real 
information about what doing, you know, uh, what goes on behind the scenes of a transition. You know, you may look at, you know, our polished, filtered Instagram photos of us, you know, frolicking in, in uh, Florence one day and, you know, then potentially being, you know, surfing in, uh, in LA the next day and go, well, that seems simple for them. No, there's a lot of shit that goes on behind the scenes. And one of those things is, the landlord and you know we're looking at renting first because we don't want to buy until we know where we want to be so you know we need a house and um you know it's not like getting an apartment where you know there's there's one owner usually and the owner has to make a decision of whether or not he wants you and he has a million applications and he's got a lot of people that want to live at the beach and the better the house is the closer to the beach it is obviously the more expensive and the more challenging. So the real estate agent uh, told us yesterday um, that the, uh, or last week, that the uh, the landlord wants to do a FaceTime with you and get to know you. So we had to, prior to that, we had to send uh, I had tax to literally returns, write a bio. A bio. You know, the tax returns and the financials, that's that part of the course. Yeah. Writing a bio for my dog and my child and everyone in my family and sending photos, it, I, I mean, I get it. You own a house. You want a nice house. You want to see it. But it's just, it's comical to me. Mm-hmm. You know, something to be said for what we're doing. I want to, I want this to be real. Rob and I have capped what we're willing to spend on a house because it can go into ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a month. I, I'm not playing that game. I have goals. Tell them how much cap is. I have financial goals that I want to live as, as, this is going to sound crazy to anybody not living in California at the beach, but the minimum that we found that we can get away with for a three-bedroom house in a non-negotiable yard. I will have a yard. We want outdoor living space. The non-negotiable price that we're willing to go to is is five grand. And that sounds crazy for everyone that doesn't live in Cali, but please find me a, an amazing house close to a beach in an amazing school district for less than that. Yeah, you want to find something because interesting? Been, you, have to go on, looking. you have to go on to uh, you know, Zillow and type in postage stamp in California. Yeah. And that's what basically you're getting for yeah. that. But, and, and but you're getting it. So we're going to be in all of 1,000 square feet, like a couple of sardines, um, which is perfect because what I learned on this trip is I really want to reduce and minimalize our life. So it actually works out fine as long as we is have... Is it minimalize or minimize? Uh, whatever. I think I don't we're going to be minimalists. I, I, I'm not, I digress. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you need labels, right? I, I do. I have to label. Go you ahead. You have to label. Um, I want less shit. How about that? I got it. That's I got what it. I want. And I, you know, so we're going to be living this life. So we're capping it. And I love when we call a real estate agent and we're, they're like, what's your budget? And we're like, the budget is no more than 5,000, but we would prefer four. And they kind of laugh. And it's almost a joke because there's not much you can really find there. That's not a shitbox by the ocean. So now in this game, right, we started in this romantic Southern California lifestyle imagery that we've created, this this song we've been singing, this vision board we created. But now we're in now we're in the trenches. Now we're going landlord to landlord finding out what all their problems like this landlord yesterday i wish we recorded the audio of this call with the landlord he was like now i see you guys are workout buffs i, I don't think my floor can handle weights being dropped wait, on let me it, ask you something which how, was so weird because how did he know about the brand how oh, did he know that we're into work because i had to give a bio uh, i had to give a bio and tell him what like we a, do like a, like a google, google search. search do you think that guy didn't do a google search yeah. come on yeah so 
God help him on what he found. But, you know, I hope he listens to this because it was very strange. And the kicker for this house, by the way. So he's stressed about if we're going to work out in the house. He's stressed about noise. And wait for it. He lives next door. How do you think that one's going to work out? It was really, it was really weird. Yeah. So, so we can fairly say that that house is going to be a no-go for all parties involved. Well, but we made a decision this morning that it, this is going to be a two-way street. We're going to be able to decide. You know, I, I like. Oh yeah, no, we're not. We're, I'm not asking him to prom. Like it's over. Our relation, our relationship with that is is done. So, you know, this is the hard part, though. So now we're like 28 days, and we're still looking for a house, and that's going to be 27, 26, 25. Now we're starting to hear that landlords are nervous about renting to us because it's sight unseen, even though we've done a Facetime. They want us. They want us to be physically, physically there, which we can't. I mean, unless I get on a plane and fly there, yeah, it's not easy to do. And, and you know, so it's tough because we have a, a pod filled with our stuff back in Atlanta. We have not cars. Because of the podcast, there's which that we're doing right now. We have that back in Atlanta. Our cars back in Atlanta, just waiting for an address. But all that stuff takes, you know, one to two weeks, maybe three to send cross country. So we're we're kind of getting close to to go time here and we're running kind of out of time. So it's stressful, you know, and these are the parts of transition. So we're we're having to really kind of dig and look at this and say, okay, what are we willing to deal with? What are we willing to not deal with? The biggest thing that I'm really proud of us for, I mean, I had one day where I cried all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that one day about, you know, all the changes in our life, we've done really good with holding our mindset together and creating a united front um, against, you know, transition, basically, right? Well, I think it's, I think it's very, yes, we have. And I think it's very easy to play a game of pile on because when you're, when you're doing something like we're doing, where you are, you know, gone for four months and you have a lot of challenges, there's a lot of emotional stress. You know, there's a lot of it's it's like life, right? I mean, there are there are days where it's just you feel like you're in, you know, a magical fairyland like we are in Florence, and we're so grateful for, you know, having an amazing lunch with a great bottle of wine or, you know, all of those things that come with it. But what comes with it is the real challenges. Are you okay? Wait. <laughs> Cappuccino down the wrong path. Uh, um, what comes with it is, um, you know, all of the challenges that are associated with running um, a business 100% remotely from halfway around the world. Um, you know, we're still tying up, um, like we have about 5% less, um, you know, with the chiropractic practice and 5% of the 100% to go. Um, but there's still a little bit of that. Um, you know, let's not forget that there's a, a, a mastermind and I've got, you know, 20 people that are about to fly in from all over the country for us to put on that event. Uh, we've got Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. I've got long form interviews. We've got Wi-Fi problems. Like I can go we on. We got a kid. We got Kim's business. Like, can I just third person there? Yeah. Like I, like this morning, I love waking up at like six or seven in the morning because my LA West Coast team is still awake. They haven't gone to bed yet. So I can literally text them, FaceTime them. And it's like a crazy thing. But, you know, on top of all of that, what he just said, there's other little things like, it was Rob's birthday the other day. And we had this great idea. We were going to go to the Antonori Winery. And we see these cars on the street that are uh, car sharing. And so you're supposed to just be able to download the app, put in your info, kind of like, you know, a bike or, you know, a, a bird or something like that and rent a car. And so we had this master plan. We're going to drop Sophia off. We were going to rent a car 
And then after three hours of trying to make the website work, get our information, approve our information, we finally called the company that does the car sharing to find out it's not available if you're not a resident of Florence. So if you're from the US and you want to rent one of these car shares, you cannot. Yeah, no can do. So we couldn't go to the winery, which then made me feel like a crap wife for effing up his birthday, you know? And so that you have that kind of like, and now that's, I mean, first world problem, right? Okay, first world problem, agreed. But it's all these little things that add together in the stress that create this transition in our life where within the next 30 days, Rob's hosting the finale of his first Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind. Our pod is to be sent across country with our cars. Uh, Our child is just getting used to her school and will be put into a new school in 30 days. We have to find a house, move to a house, and then, oh, wait for it, Delta threw us a loop. How about this? Because we booked our flight before we decided to move to California, we were landing back in Atlanta and it was already like three legs back to Atlanta. And so we called Delta and we said, okay, you know, we moved and we can't go back to Atlanta now. Can we just switch that leg of the flight to California? After three hours on the phone with Delta, we found out it was going to be $26,000 to change our flight. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm not actually making that number up. It was going to be $26,000 to change our flight. Yeah. No refund. In fairness, by the way, if you think it's, <clears throat> if you think it's crazy, we um, it's a very long story, but it was a first class ticket, and so in order to do that, I had to the way they it. Ca- right? I don't want you to think, I, but like, it doesn't matter. No, I, but well, I want to give context. But somebody's going, how is that even possible? That's how it was possible. Well, but we we had that ticket to begin with. I just don't understand the price discrepancy between what we paid and a twenty six thousand dollars flight. It was crazy, but neither here nor there. So we basically had to. Cancel that flight, which by the way, you can't do unless you spend $450 per ticket to actually say I'm not coming. So we're just no showing, hashtag thanks Delta. And we had to book a new flight. So we lost it. So we lost that All ticket. The money on that ticket. Had that to, wasn't fun. Had to book a new flight and uh, big up to Air Italy for flying direct from Milan to LAX. That Listen, should they haven't they haven't got us there yet. So no, let's not thank anybody. I, I'm thinking we, we, we're trying to figure out how we're gonna get in uh, how we're gonna get in this thing. It's a it's a very no frillsy. I don't think it's that no frillsy. No? It's not it's not Ryanair. Right. I think you're gonna be fine, Madonna. Okay. I think you're gonna be fine. But big up to Air Italy for pulling through. And instead of doing six um changes on our return, we now have a direct flight from Milan to uh LAX. Yeah, and, I was thinking about something. But these are but this what my point of this of going on on all of these different things is all of this is happening at the same time. Yeah. Literally at the same time while running businesses, while still trying to explore the city, while... But doesn't you know, that mean, you know, to use a Rumi quote, doesn't that mean that, you know, life is rigged in our favor? Because... The world you know, is conspiring for us, for yeah, sure. The more the more I do like Joe Dispenza work, you know, of meditations and stuff, the one key thing that keeps coming up for me over and over again is that you have to allow these things to organize exactly the way that they're supposed to organize for you. And there's a higher mind, a higher consciousness, um, a universal guide, whatever you want to talk about that's organizing it exactly the way that it needs to be organized. And when I think about transition, you know, there's a lot of people who are listening and are giving us some version of it must, must be nice to be bouncing around, you know, while I'm, while I'm here laboring away, you know, in, uh, in, in whatever at work. And 
I would I would offer be careful what you wish for because if you're going if you're going to try and make a transition there's going to be things that as part of that transition that you are unprepared for that you did not know were going to happen that you just have to roll with it because it's so outside of your familiar so if you're listening to this and you're like I want to make a change in my life no just know that making a change and making a transition is going to come with things that are going to make you uncomfortable because you're going to be getting out of your familiar. Now, here's the interesting thing about getting out of your familiar, I think, that that unfamiliar now <laughs> starts to become your familiar. Mm-hmm. So I am becoming very familiar with living in Italy and going to cafes and- uh, All the nuances. All the that- nuances, all the nuances that come with it. And um, I think we're going to have a little bit of a transition, uh, our, you know, what they call a reverse culture shock going back to the States. Like, you know, um, our daughter is in uh, a school here. And the lady who runs the school is, uh, was from Canada. And she's been here for like uh, 30 years. And her ability to speak English now, it, and, and that's her first language, is like she's struggling for words because she has become so inculcated in the culture here. That, But more than that, with the conversation we had with her this morning about when when she goes back to Canada, what does it feel like? And she's like, wow, it's amazing. You know, economy's booming. Businesses are booming. Uh, real estate's booming. It's all good. But, you know, there's a million reasons why I could live there. It would be so easy. But there's one reason why I stay in Italy and that's the, it, it's emotional. You feel it, you see it, you smell it. It's just an emotional reason. So for us, I feel like when we go to California, one thing, you know, in our favor obviously is that we're moving to a beautiful beach destination and all of those things. But you know, so I think it's going to be less kind of hard. I think if we were going back to Atlanta, I think we would hop a plane and come right back to Italy, to be honest. But yeah. because we're going to another amazing destination, I think it's going to be less, but it's still going to, we're still going to have some of that. And you know, the biggest thing, I think the gift you can give yourself with transition is to um, bring on the suck Know that when I said sock. No, I was like, why do I have to bring a sock? Sock, 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 <laughs> sock, 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 sock. When no, like allow allow the shit to hit the fan and breathe through it. And like Rob said, know that God, universe, whatever you call it, is conspiring in your favor to make your next level, to make your dream come true. And know that all of the crappy things that happen along the way are happening for you and not to you. I think that's great. We'll wrap, we'll wrap up with this. There is, uh, there's something that the teacher said this morning, kind of like piggybacking on what you just talked about that, that really, really struck me. And I want to, I want to share it because I think, I, I think, I think it'll help people to understand uh, things. I asked her, I said, how often do you go back to Canada? And she said, I, you know, I probably go back maybe once a year. I said, what's it feel like for you when you go back? She said, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I was talking to my brother about this and I'm like, everything is so much easier there. Like, you know, he's, she comes from a fairly affluent family and she said, you know, their house was a million dollars like 10 years ago and it's like $10 million now and everything just functions. Everything just works so much easier. There's like a hundred things that are easier. And in Italy, when I think about it, there's like one thing that's easier, but I don't want to go back there. And I asked my brother, she said, why, like, if, if there's like a hundred things that are easier and there's only one thing easier, why don't I just want to come back? 
Is it because your brain is taking pictures all day long and you walk into a butcher shop and you talk to the butcher, you know, you make a snapshot of that conversation. You go into the flower shop and the cheese shop and you walk down the street and you run into a friend walking the dog and you have all these thousands of photos that your brain is taking that becomes the totality of what your day is like. And so when you, it's very difficult to list that because you feel that. And I thought that that was such a beautiful way to describe what she's, uh, mm-hmm. what she's, what she's going through. So, and what we're going through, because that's what we're going through here. It's some of like, it's just indescribable. It's not describable because it's like how do you des- how do you describe like when somebody looks at you and they see you walking into a coffee shop like for the fourth day in a row. And there, you can feel yeah. the the warmth the of welcome. their heart. That they're like, "Oh my God, it's so good to see you!" For and example, you and you actually feel, feel like it. they really are happy to see you. Okay, so you walk into Starbucks, they're like, "Hey, Rob," you know, because you're there every day. Well, but, because it's a checklist. This that is they more of a say, genuine, yeah. like, "How are you?" And they actually mean it. I'll give you another. Where's Sophia? I'll give you. I'll give you another. I know we walk around. Basically, we're known here as Sophia's parents. Yeah. Uh, everyone remembers her, of course. I used to be I'll the guy you. that walked into the room that counted. No, now Sophia is. Yeah. The, now, she's the genius. Now I'm, I'm the schmuck that's pushing the stroller. <laughs> <laughs> With the flowered bag. Yeah. Um, I'll give you one example and then we'll wrap. So if you went to a deli, you know, in the Kroger in Atlanta... Right, and you get the person behind the, the deli. You have to put the the behind the Kroger, right? The Kroger. You can do it with Publix too. The Publix, and you go in there, and you're like, "Can I get a pound of uh, turkey?" Blah 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 blah, whatever it is. And they're like, "Okay, you want it thin sliced?" And they slop a piece on, you know, a little piece of paper, and they toss it to you, and you're like, "Yeah, that's good," and and you go on with the thing. Here, I go to the deli. They are excited to see me. They're excited to show me everything in their case, not because they want to sell it, but because they're proud of it. And they want they're, to watch your face as you take a bite. Yes. And yesterday I went and I got all kinds of great um, meat and produce. And I go to the this amazing meat counter, which by the way, I want to take you after we wrap this because it was ridiculous. Okay. And I, I already purchased cash. The cash exchange had completed. So it wasn't like an upsell. The guy said, I want you to taste something. I've been cooking this ham for 40 hours and with these seasonings and it's fantastic here. And he just wanted to give me like a little bite, a little taste. And I was like, I don't even like ham, but this is the most amazing ham I've ever tasted. And he goes, isn't it? Thank you so much. Ciao. Adamani. And it wasn't an upsell. He wanted to share something he was proud of. In this country is about pride and and that gets into your soul. And nobody so no, nobody is nobody is saying would you like fries with that ma'am? No, no. Exactly. Well that's it. So um thank you for I hope uh, that helps and, and something. By the way, we're trying to we're trying to make this these podcasts a bit more um, conversational and real about what's going on um, in our life. If this is something that um, works better for you than uh, than a previous format, let us know. But we've been getting, we've been naturally evolving, you know, sort of out of a teaching um, podcast and into more conversational. But we may do um, both. Um, you know what I would love? Shoot me a message on Instagram <laughs> at Kim Murgatroyd and let me know what topics would you love. Do you like a more conversational style or more teaching style, a blend of both? Um, but really topics because I, you know, it's hard for us to, to know what we know. But sometimes when you're watching us on social media or hearing us and you're like, I would like to learn more about that, 
that's what we need to know. So no, shoot us say, a message. We've, we've been saying goodbye for a half hour. It's like, well, you don't want to, I don't want to let it go. Just hit the button. I don't want to. Hit the button. You do it. All right. See you later, everybody. Bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 